Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. We're on to episode number 12. And number I'm jo- 12. Number 12. I'm joined by Nick, who was taking a drink of water when I said that, so he couldn't introduce himself. Yep, gotta hydrate before you intoxicate. <laughs> <laughs> not great, that we're getting intoxicated, but... Great rhyme there. Um, Lauren is not with us. Any She's longer. no longer with us. <laughs> She's not I mean, with us tonight. <laughs> she, she had a bit of a sinus infection, which has lended her taste and smell in a devastated state. Irreparable, really. Actually, hopefully it'll get better soon. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I also had a version of that sinus infection, so I think we had a little bit of a viral thing going on. But So my smell's a little diminished. So it might not be up to tasting snuff, but I'll still give it a try. I can still taste things decently, but we all know smell's a huge part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, can't confirm nor deny if I transmitted the, <laughs> the sinus infection to you or not. I, I had, if you maybe noticed a couple weeks ago, I was a little nasally myself, and uh, I'm luckily breathing fine now, but, you know, definitely had an impact with my mm-hmm. smell and taste from that, too, so. Um, yeah. Thanksgiving for us was a little bit uh, less smelly than usual. <laughs> not very thankful for uh, yeah, being not, sick not on your time off. Still got to enjoy some good food, though. Tried a couple beers, but really the beer didn't have a ton of smell, so it was kind of a flat experience, but I could still taste some stuff. But Yeah. You don't realize how important or like how much you appreciate being able to smell and taste normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how much your smell impacts your taste and everything. Um, speaking of that, what are we going to smell and taste right now? Well, I've got to catch up to you and get my beer cracked and poured, but, uh, it's the first beer of, uh, the tapped beer advent. Beer advent calendar. Love it. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, we talked about, yeah, how we were going to get it, but we actually have it in our possession now. Let's crack this open. Ooh. Now... Yours, when you opened it, it was very foamy right out the gate. <clears throat> Maybe there's a little bit of a disturbance from It's because I shake all it. my beers before I drink them. I put this one in a paint shaker and gave it a nice little... Oh, yeah, get that pour. Ooh, you can hear the carbonation. Oh, yeah. yours. That was a much better pour than how mine was. Um, very nice head on this. But did we even say what it is yet? Beer number one is Winter Solstice Seasonal Ale. By Anderson Valley Brewing Company, located in Boonville, California. In the boonies. In um, the boonies. I recognize Anderson Valley. I've had oh, yeah, other I've had beers. Some I, other stuff. I kind of equate them to a lot of uh, ciders and uh, uh, some sour ales. Uh, I don't know if I've had any yeah. other styles from them, mm-hmm. but looks like they actually dabble in quite a bit. Yeah, I think they're pretty big with their distri- I mean, they distribute over here, so they definitely have a a decent lineup and distribution system. But, I mean, I really like beer advent calendars. I think they're super fun. Yeah. You did one last year from, it was uh, Costco? or yeah, yeah, I think so. It was, uh, Lauren's mom actually got it for me, and it was really cool because it was actually, like, German beers. I think I mentioned this last time, but it was a lot of lagers and a lot of, mm-hmm. like, German brand name beers that I hadn't heard of or, or tried. So it was a really unique experience, and I think I documented all of them on the Instagram on our yeah. account so it was it was fun and it's uh, it's my favorite thing is just opening it up for the day and being like what am i going to get these boxes are a little bit large i mean since they're our beer so 
I've been like cracking them open for the night before and, and throwing it in. But today's day one, December 1st. Beer number one, strong start. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this is my first beer advent calendar. Uh, probably my first advent calendar. Maybe ever. I don't know if as a kid I ever did one, to be honest. Yeah, I never really did the one with like the chocolates or whatever. I mean, we got one a couple years ago for dogs that just had like different dog treats, but mm. they were pretty much like the same base treat, just in different shapes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dogs liked it though; they didn't care. What's the dog doing? What's the dog do? Yeah, this is, looks really nice though. This is a uh, you know seasonal ale. I guess you could kind of call it a winter warmer type, um, but it just has sort of like a uh, amber copper color. Yeah, it's like a darker copper, the caramel color kind of. Yeah, very rich. Um, and I, it, both of ours had a nice uh, foamy. Yeah, very foamy, very head. Kind of like a bit whipped almost in in a in appearance or texture. It looks kind of like a, a bit frothy on top, but it's still holding up nicely for me. Are you sure it's just kind of dissipated a bit? But yeah, yeah. Trying that. to smell it um, again. My nose is not so strong right now. But it's getting a, a little malty, a little bit of sweetness coming through. And that's about all I'm picking up. The weirdest thing, though, after this infection, like, my smell came back with some things, like, have metallic-y kind of a smell. Yeah. And I'm picking up some of that on this, so I can't really, like... Yeah, it's almost like your olfactory senses are kind of reset a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, yeah, I'm definitely getting sweetness. It's kind of a... I'd say... A bit... A bit bready malt, but um, I could see there's some like caramel, like toffee mm-hmm. in there, where it's producing kind of just pure sugary sweetness as well. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting on the taste a lot too. And I'm not getting a lot of deep character, but again, I don't know if that's because I can't smell. Uh, but I'm getting like sweet caramel, toffee, a little bit of biscuit on the flavor. Not too alcoholic. Uh, this one comes in at 6.9% ABV. Uh, let's see, we don't have an IBU or anything. But also on the can it says it's a solar powered brewery. That's pretty cool. Didn't know that. Yeah, kudos. I think that's a. You know, um, there's probably a few craft breweries I can you know think of. I know uh, Mother Earth. Earth. Yeah, yeah, they're. I think well, they're the first uh, Gold Leaf Brewery. In North- Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's in the state or in the country, but they, uh, you know, very eco friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with a name like Mother Earth. Yeah, you kind of have to be. <laughs> yeah, you gotta reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really liking this so far. It's uh, definitely very palatable and crushable for uh, mm-hmm. kind of a darker beer. Which you know, I th- I'm wondering if we're gonna get a lot of darker beers uh, in the advent calendar. Or yeah, if they'll kind of throw in some. I pulled out light day number two just to throw it in the fridge, and uh, it's a darker beer. It's not the darkest, but it's it's a it's a darker one. Just a little preview for December second. Um, it's actually a beer I've had before, and actually a beer that was made about twenty minutes from where I grew up. So it's pretty exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so that uh, gives me some context clues. I yeah. do wish I had like, <laughs> excuse me, I wish I had a a beer fridge where you know I you could, could fit throw the, the whole thing. thing in there. It is, a, like I said, it's a big box. It's twenty four beers. Um, yeah, and the box is like. Tall. Tall, yeah. It, it can accommodate a very tall bottle. Um, so, yeah, it does take up a lot of physical space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll have to remember 
Probably nightly. I threw my beer in last night just so I wouldn't forget. Um, I wanted to make sure it was chilled for today. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do is like when I pull the one out of the fridge for the for the night, I'm going to put the next one in so I remember. But it does kind of ruin the surprise of like, oh, what beer is this today? That was the one <laughs> last year. It was a little bit, they were all cans. Oh. Um, they were actually all pint cans too, like 16 ounces. So they were able to like, I think the bottle, since they were all consistent size, the box was easier to, to do, but... Man, kudos to the people at, at uh, Tapped, though, for putting all these together. Like, imagine how much time it takes to pack all of these and curating it as well. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see what they picked out over there because it's a pretty cool spot. Tapped is a tap room by us that has a bottle shop as well, and they have a ton of variety of draft beer, and then they have a whole bunch of stuff on their shelves, too. It's a it's a really cool spot to hang out, and yep. I always enjoy going there. It's been a while since I've gone there, though, to have a beer. Yeah. I think I just mean, getting well, busy with things and stuff. Yeah, this time of year, I feel like we're, we've are we been kind of doing a lot more at home, you know, going to Jarvis or other places to mm-hmm. get beer and taking it um, to, to enjoy at home, which is sometimes when it's cold out, you don't really want to get out much, um, you know. So yeah. it's nice if you can stock up for, you know, a week or two of at-home beer drinking, but... um. Yeah, I definitely think it'll be fun um, to see what they came up with, and uh, you know, really, it's a pretty good value for for twenty four beers, and, like, it, and they got really nice yeah. looking boxes. Um, check out our Instagram, East Carolina Beer, um, Facebook. We'll uh, post some pictures, but really nice custom boxes for these. Um, yeah, I mean, Facebook. All I can think of now is Meta in that <laughs> oh, Meta, video I sent you the other day of the the. Did you see that one that with? Mark Zuckerberg and he'll you're like oh, yeah. a VR thing and the dude's like strapped to a chair and he's like running around with a knife yeah. behind his back. <laughs> that was absolutely ridiculous. Has to be pretty accurate. I mean Yeah, I mean you know Sweet Baby Rays. Sweet baby rays. Right? Yeah. I, I guess now it's like is it is Facebook called Meta or is it all just part or is of Meta, Meta the parent company? Yeah. I don't know. So it's like is it like Instagram a, a meta company or a meta I don't know yeah I'm yeah. still gonna call it Instagram and Facebook but yeah but check face. us out look look for the pictures of uh, our advent calendar beers and and the box itself I think is really a really nice touch I mean they could have oh, yeah they could have went you know skimped on the um you know the box itself for the delivery of the the calendar but they really went on went all out so oh, yeah i mean it's got like perforated like punch outs for the days like it's a legit advent calendar so super cool i'm i'm excited to progress through and try beer try all the beers yeah i mean so far so good i mean this is a crusher at day one successful nice crushable sweet malty ale um you know not too heavy it, and you know Winter solstice, uh, you know, definitely brings to mind, you know, the holidays and uh, winter. Winter's coming, as Jon Snow would say. <laughs> I say that as if I've seen Game of Thrones. I haven't. <laughs> I have, and winter is coming. And he does say that. You know, when I was home for Thanksgiving, it was snowing. Actually, there was snow on the ground, and it was like 20s, so it felt much more wintry there. Here, come back. Actually, it's been cold in the mornings, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel frost. like... Yeah, this time of year, North Carolina weather is such a swing, it's like... 30 in the morning, 65 in the in the <laughs> afternoon, but... Yeah, I can't stand it. I bring my big coat out in the morning to go to work, and then I leave for lunch, 
and I'm wearing that same coat, and it's like 60, <laughs> 70 degrees some days. And I've just still been toughing it out and not wearing a coat on the way in, just knowing it'll be yeah. warmer when we leave. But I probably could get away with just a jacket. I need something indoors at my my work, though. Just for whatever reason, the AC is constantly Oh, yeah. I'm always there. wearing I have, like, a, a fleece jacket that I keep at work. It's got, like, yeah. the logo and stuff on it. But, like, and then I'll wear, like, I love this season because I love to wear quarter zips because I can wear a t-shirt, undershirt, and not have to wear a dress shirt every day. It's yeah, and they look my nice. favorite. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's like, brilliant. throw it on, still maintain that professional, but and just, like, comfort, comfort city. Throw a tank top on next time. Tank no top. Gonna know. <laughs> Who's going to know? Just no shirt. <laughs> yeah, just no shirt. Nobody's going to know. Yeah, just, you know, a little, little chest hair peek out. Yeah. To my body. three chest hairs, you know, <laughs> get them off alone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is winter season. Winter is coming, so that means winter beers, seasonal beers are coming out. Oh, yeah. You know, some Christmas ales. I guess, what does a winter seasonal beer mean to you? You know, it's a good question. Because um, I always kind of just equated this time of year... Um, a lot of you know dark beers we've talked about mm-hmm. you know stout season porters obviously um a lot of people doing their barrel age stout releases right now the imperial stouts that are you know a year plus in the making um i know you know bourbon county from goose island comes out uh mother earth in kinston here just released their oh, silent, silent night. night i'll have to be looking out for those so i just kind of have always thought of those being synonymous um you know the the dark Stouts, especially the, the imperial stouts, being mm-hmm. kind of your your winter beers. But you know, there's actually other styles that. Uh, oh yeah. You know, over I mean, over time, I've learned about, and um, now that I, you know, now I kind of have, a, you know, several things in mind when I think about winter beers. Yeah, I mean, thinking like strong ales, like malty beers. You know, I think of like English beers and stuff. Yeah, but also just thinking about like strong brown ales and and dark things, and, and usually when I'm thinking about like winter seasonal, you know, that's like that winter warmer vibe. So higher ABV, and also sometimes some spice adjuncts. You know, you're thinking like yeah. clove or, or things like that that'll cinnamon, nutmeg, things that like kind of mm-hmm. boost up that wintry, wintry mix, and. Then you get like, I don't know, I've seen some, I think like a hot cocoa stout, which is kind of like a chocolate yeah. stout kind of thing, but like porters and really dark beers. And I feel like it's the the major transition point when uh, hazy IPA stops being king, even though it probably still is just for people getting it. And there are even winter hazy IPAs. I mean, we were yeah. talking about uh, accumulation mm-hmm. from Highland, New Belgium, New Belgium, yep. accumulation. Uh, Accumulation is a hazy, a winter hazy IPA, uh, and I feel like I've seen companies releasing more winter IPAs. You know, yeah. Usually, the classic example you think about is the Celebration from Sierra Nevada, the yep. Fresh Hop IPA. But that's kind of seasonal, just because fresh hopping is only a certain time of year. So yeah. doing that, but that's that's a good one. I think we had that not that long ago. Yeah, and uh, I think Highland. High, you actually mentioned Highland. Um, Highland. I think just released a, a seasonal IPA recently. It's I think the first first run of it. Um, so yeah, there's definitely still still room for IPAs this time of year. Um, we were talking a little bit a little before recording about uh, red IPAs, which I I don't think I would have ever thought of before. But it really makes sense, you know that that red IPA 
one's a little more malt character. So mm-hmm. I think that that does well for these kind of colder months. You know, you're like, you know, malt, malty beers seem to be nice for, you know, drinking in uh, colder temps. Um, I don't know if that's just because sometimes it's really like hopper, a hoppier, bitter um, IPA. Um, you know, they're, you know, it can be a little bit drying, can be a little bit um, more of something you, you might equate to, you know, kind of the cooler temps. Oh, uh, yeah. Not cooler temps, though. Um, to cool you off on a warmer day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that, that's the thing. There's a lot of, like, variations with the dark beers or the IPAs, you know, black IPAs, red IPA. Red IPA is a lot less common, I think, but it's still a very interesting one. Yeah, I've only had a few of those. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems to be a release that kind of makes its way or makes itself known, you know, later in the year. Oh yeah, um, but you know, with with winter warmers too. I mean, I think it's just, uh, you know, reading a little bit about you know the actual brewing process. I mean, it's a, you know slightly different process altogether with doing that kind of top fermentation. Um, but you know, it, it, it's nice because you get a product that comes out being, um, you know, malt forward, and it's you know the ABV. I think. Sometimes a higher ABV beer is nice in the winter too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't really know why that is. Um, High ABV, yeah, it helps warm you up. Alcohol a little bit. warms you up. A little burn on the yeah. throat. Yeah, I think that's the theory behind a lot of those winter. I mean, and you think about the spices mm-hmm. used too. Like they're very, I guess, warming sensation kind of kind of things. So and then if you add that alcoholic warmth as well, oh yeah, you know, you think of like I guess the burn you get after sipping some bourbon or or another liquor it's just kind of that but on a more mild scale yeah it's like the grown-up version of uh you remember that old campbell's soup commercial where like there's like a snowman outside and he comes oh, in yeah. and his mom gives him some tomato soup and he like melts into a, a little, child yeah <laughs> that's that's me now but with with winter beer. warmers <laughs> yeah it's interesting too um you know a lot of these flavors you can get too from the uh, the winter warmers and these like seasonal ales, um, you know, you might just assume that they're, uh, you know, the adjunct flavors are, you know, added in, added into the, the mash. But, um, you know, I think a lot of times it's just the, the natural byproduct of the malts used too. So yeah. not every case is, you know, not necessarily like cinnamon sticks and cloves being yeah. tossed in the kettle. I mean, it's, you know, um, very, very reasonable that, you know, a lot of these are just kind of, uh, you know, because malts are such variation there. Like, I mean, you can really get a lot of um, those desired flavor profiles anyway, just by the roast character and everything. The, yeah. yeah, let the malt do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, As exactly. Gordon Ramsay would say. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Some of them are just so. Some of them are really spicy. You know, you think of some things like Christmas ales and things that are really oh, yeah. boosting up with like the allspice and. Nutmeg, clove, clove and all yeah. that stuff. It's like a pie in a in a glass kind of type of deal. Which I haven't had a Christmas in a long time. Yeah. Um, well, and one thing I noticed too about those the, that's kind of where you're going to find a lot of uh, breweries that will um, denote the beer, uh, and they'll have a you know separate sort of um, nomenclature for the beer per year on a, on a per annual basis, because I think from year to year, it's, you know, 
probably hard to replicate the exact brew recipe. So, you know, a lot of those like imperial stouts or, you know, some of these like uh, winter IPAs um, or these like kind of seasonal winter warmers, you know, it's like the 2021 version or release mm-hmm. because um, they're just like, they may modify the recipe slightly. Too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe last year it was a bit too spicy or mm-hmm. um, maybe they wanted to bring the ABV down a little bit too. So, yeah, that's kind of a style, I think, or a time of year when you notice a lot of year-to-year variation between um, breweries that do that. Um, I think I just had a beer from Rogue. It was a Kringle Crusher, I think. The one with the the wrestling Santa on it. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I I actually shouted them out on Instagram. They posted about it. The can was um, awesome, but uh, yeah, it was the... I noticed when I checked it in on Untapped, it was the uh, 2021... Of it, so uh, yeah, yeah I feel like pressure. a lot, a lot reserve of- ale, strong ale. So it kind of goes back. We we're talking, you were talking yeah. about the English strong ales. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's funny because it's uh, you know just something I noticed about these these uh, beers in this time of year. It's uh, you know a year to year variation apparently. And I'd like to like be able to try them side by side. I guess with. Some of the styles are, you know, some of the beers are a little more volatile. I don't think you'd be able to do it the same yeah. way you can with a, you know, barrel aged um, bottle conditioned beer. But no, that's the thing. I mean, you can really start to do those vertical tastings, like year to year variation of how it is. And that's one thing I want to start doing is collecting some of these like local ones. You know, the the Mother Earth, the Silent Night series, and even like the Bourbon Counties, mm-hmm. which we. Did a little bit of that because when we bought the Bourbon Counties last year, we got the 2019, right? And then the 2020, and we had them side by side, and there was a noticeable difference, but it'd be cool to get like three or four years in a row yeah. and just really do a flight of those and just rip through the years and see exactly how everything tastes. And, and when you got these big malty beers and not a ton of like hop aromatics, you're really lending yourself to something that'd be uh, nice to sit and wait. And actually, that reminds me, I have those Oma Gang ones from last year that I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. So we should do that. That'd be a cool be good, uh, yeah. podcast thing to, to try the, um, gosh, I can't even think about what they're called right now. But they're, they're barrel-aged stouts, and they've got uh, some different variations with them. But we, I got those last year for Christmas, actually, so I've had them for about a year now. Perfect. So I really want to go ahead and we can, maybe that's what we can do next time. Just do a little, uh, a little vertical tasting. little tasting for them. I'm here I for guess it. that would be more of a horizontal because it's uh, all the same year but different renditions. But I guess if we bought the other pack, we could do a vertical. <laughs> yeah. This year's this year's release. Well, I, I, I think, like, like you said, I mean, doing it, sort of what you would call vertical tasting, then you have that side-by-side comparison. Um, because I, I, I had a bottle of the Noche Silenciosa from last year's mm-hmm. uh, Mother Earth Silent Night release. And I actually uh, I cracked it open for Thanksgiving last week. And uh, I noticed that it was a bit more tame in the cinnamon and sort of that like harsh mm-hmm. burn... And I wouldn't say last year it was harsh, but it, um, I think it mellowed out quite a bit. Just yeah. That year of extra conditioning in the bottle. Um, but I would love to have been able to to have done the tw- I should I mean I didn't think about it, but I should have done the twenty twenty one and then or the twenty twenty and the twenty twenty one side by side to see what it, um, yeah the big differences between yeah. Them. 
Um, but I'm, I'm sure I could still probably find some of the 2020 bottles. I think they were still selling them in some places. But uh, if nothing else, I'll just get a bottle this year and then a year from now, then yeah, give that a shot. Well, let, I mean, last time I was at Mother Earth, they had uh, their last year's rendition of the Silent Nights, even like the pretty much all of them yeah. in a cooler there. So you could even grab that and then grab their new release of that. So do it from them tasting but may chance cool. take a trip down to Kinston then yes uh, yeah the chance the chance it's like a what 35 minute drive 40 minute drive yeah I don't go there as often as I should considering how close it is and it's one of the best breweries around here oh yeah big reach too for the area like they tend to distribute quite well in North Carolina so absolutely yeah I mean these kind of winter seasonal ales and winter warmers and your dark beers, I think that's kind of on par with most people's thinking, but I think really you can have any kind of style and have it be a a winter or seasonal beer. Yeah, I mean, we see that a lot too. We were talking a little bit about this before the episode and things came up like uh, Sam Adams, winter lager, and... Brooklyn has a, a winter lager. And then, like, uh, well, I guess shout out back to last week's episode when we were talking about sending beers back. The only beer I ever sent back uh, when I was in college was the Sam Adams Cold Snap, which is the <laughs> uh, winter wheat beer. Winter it's not wheat usually beer. a okay. style that you see, but just shows you anything you can you can make it winter if you put in the name. <laughs> yeah, or the can art. Or, or the, the can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe break out this. Maybe we could have a winter sour ale. What? Is that what it is? Yes, right. Yeah, sour ale. Um, <clears throat> so, another little crack of the beer here. I guess our official crack of the beer, if you will. Cracking of the beer. Um, kind of coincides with our winter beer discussion. But, uh, yeah, we brought this over and talked to Joe a little bit about it. Uh, this is a seasick crocodile from Prairie Artisan Ales. Ooh, um, a little Grinch reference there. Yeah. And uh, on the on the can art, it's got sort of like a an eight bit pixelated like Santa running from some crocodiles. Yeah, it's like a very like one of those like funny Christmas sweater vibes. Yeah, it looks that's like perfect. Yeah, it looks like the can is wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. If this was on a sweater, I'd buy it. Um, yeah, so it's like like I said, it's a sour ale, um, but it's made with some cranberry. Some ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, all those spices we were talking about. Oh, I, yeah. I forgot ginger when we talked about because mm. ginger snaps and gingerbread um, definitely synonymous with this time of year. Uh, I think about Christmas and the holidays with that. And I've had a lot of good beers that incorporate ginger into them. Um, so oh, yeah. It's interesting, about- I think, to have that in the form of a sour ale instead of a, uh, you know, maybe a. Uh, brown ale or a yeah. doppelbach or a and talk about like spice too you know like warming yeah heat. i mean that sounds great yeah some spice you, with some sour that kind of sounds like to me like a a punch like some sort of punch you would have at like a christmas party yeah that, i think the cranberries really yeah contribute to that idea too That's, very interesting yeah it's a 6.3 percent so kind of a little high for a sour ale um, yeah Prairie, I feel like, you know, really good sours oh, we've yeah. had. What did we do? We did a review on Vape Tricks, and what was the other one? Oh, gosh. We did a double feature, right? Was that a double, or did we just do Vape Tricks? Well, I do remember Vape, tri- vape Tricks. There was one that. in a black can as well. 
Yeah, I'll have to refer to the uh, yeah. blog for that. But I can uh, crack this open while you're due. Like, sure. If you want to refer to that. Give it a old cracking of a beer. Ready for the cracking of a beer. Ooh. Ooh, immediate smell release. Talking about how my smell is weak, but I smelled that when the can busted open. Let's get some pouring action. Oh yeah. Very nice. Oh, it actually foamed up a little. Yeah. I thought it was going to get a little higher for my aggressive pour at the end. Get a little high. High above me. She's so lovely. We have to do the singing today because Lauren's not yeah, here. Yeah, so. Lauren's not here, so we got to make I apologize that you're stuck with our voices and not hers. Oh, first impressions. Tall, foamy, bubbly white head. Looks good in a, like a guava pink yeah liquid uh that's kind of hazy yeah it almost looks like what i would think of as like grapefruit juice mm-hmm. um obviously not a ruby red grapefruit but um it's got that pale yeah kind of pink uh haziness to it yeah the bubbly head though looks really enticing yeah it's, it's almost like it looks kind of like a champagne oh head, my goodness you know? do you smell like the spice coming off that sort of <laughs> oh i <laughs> yeah, smell yeah, sweet yeah. cranberry yeah I'm a little congested still. So you're getting some cranberry. I, my action, I think for me, the first thing that, you know, now that I'm kind of recalibrating my smell too, um, is that spice. It's, uh, oh man, what I'm a getting shame. more nutmeg than the cinnamon or the ginger, but oh, my goodness. I'm having a hard, hard time getting that spice. The sweetness I can get. Interesting how that works too. I mean, we could almost do an episode about just. Like our getting uh, your nose wrecked by factory <laughs> sensors and how they're yeah totally off right now. Um, I mean, and I mean sometimes even when we're at our best anyway, we kind of pick up different things. It's just yeah. how people's. It's just funny what work. things have like gone. Like I knew my smell was gone when I like went to put on deodorant and I could not smell the deodorant at all. <laughs> That's like, the best part is that you don't know if you smell bad or not. I yeah, mean, other people exactly. Do, but you right. don't. <laughs> my breath bad? I don't know. I don't know. I've been having these farts lately, and they don't smell like anything at all. It's weird. Usually they're rank. Oh, but... God. Oh, stop. No, please. Everyone around you just collapsing. <laughs> yeah. It's like that that joke that um, it's like an old lady goes to the doctor, and she's like, Doc, I've been you know, having horrible, horrible gas lately, and they've been completely silent, but everyone around me complains how bad they smell. And the doc's like, all right, well, first thing we got to do is uh, get your ears checked. Your hearing aid batteries out, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, okay, head is completely dissipated on this. I'm going to give it a taste since my smell is limited. Oh, yeah. Um, gosh, I, I feel like the, yeah, the ginger and the nutmeg are the most potent things for me. I'm hoping to get a little cranberry in the taste, though. Yeah, the, it's sweet, but I'm picking up more spice on the flavor. Ginger, mm. for sure, and almost even like the dryness of it's. It does have a dry mouth feel. It does. Um, you know, you mentioned being a punch. I think it does have a bit of a punch a carbonation, a little bright mouth mm-hmm. feel at first, which you know, the carbonation kind of alluded to that initially. Yeah, and I feel like this is the 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 uh, body of the beers that I remember from. Prairie, you know, like yeah. same kind Zippy. of, yeah, tangy, a little, a little on the thinner side, uh, pretty tasty, uh, carbonation with that, that pop. And then, uh, 
a little bit drying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that tartness, um, which cranberries can be a little tart, you know, and then in themselves. So having that with the, in a sour ale, I think really a nice bit of uh, tartness up front and it's leaving a lasting impression. Oh yeah. This is, it's quite good. I just wish I could smell that, uh, smell the, the deep aromas that are presented. I know. Well, yeah, our buddy Lars, uh, I actually grabbed this from Jarvis Street when I was shopping there a while back, and I don't think he saw that I had it because he made a point to suggest it. They had a four-pack on the shelf, um, but he said this is one of his favorites. Um, I can see why. It's seasonal. It's yeah. Oh, slush? Slush was the other one that uh, we had that time. Uh, I remember now. It's all coming coming back. I was trying to... But yeah, I always can count on Lars for a good one. Yeah, I basically... I assume every recommendation he gives me now is going to be fantastic, which I don't know why I would ever doubt it. The man knows his beer. He does. Um, but no, this is great. Uh, that sort of contrast of spice with tart sourness works really well. I think it kind of reminds me a bit... Um, I say a bit because I know some people are going to totally disagree with this assessment, but what uh, I can't remember what they call the, so it's a holiday beverage people do with wine where they basically Mold cook wine. it. Yeah. With the spices and everything. Yeah. And like cinnamon fruits, sticks and, and all that stuff and warm yeah. it up. And so it's kind of, it reminds me of that, but as, as if you did, it had to be, you know, it had to start the very tart, um, base or something that's like a white wine where you could add some maybe some citrus flavor in there with the spices interesting yeah like a dry white wine yeah and throw then, in some maybe you could throw even cranberries like a rosé yeah like a rosé rosé throw some cranberries so some cinnamon you could probably make something similar um it wouldn't obviously be an ale but that drying component that sort of tartness the tartness would be hard hardest i think to get out of it Oh, yeah. Because your base isn't tart. You know, your whatever wine you're grabbing is not going to be tart. So. Sour wine. Oh, your wine's bad. <laughs> yeah. Spirit's yeah. wine should not be sour. Well, I just want, what's that? What's the ABV on that? Did we say 6.3? Well, we're sticking right in that 6 range yeah. for these winter warmers. You know, I think this is a winter warmer in its own right, though. Winter warmer. It's got the ABV, but also the sour and tartness kind of heats you up a little bit. Gets you a little flush in the face. Mm-hmm. But. It does, which is an interesting um, sensation to have from sour stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when you're a kid and you have, like, way too many warheads or whatever, <laughs> and your tongue gets raw. Did oh, that ever gosh. happen to you? Oh, oh yeah. No, I the worst was I was on, I went on a cruise years ago, and um, for some gosh forsaken reason, my beverage of choice that week on the ship was a. Uh, Doing a Di Sereno sours. Oh gosh! So I just was drinking, which is a great, great sour and sweet combination. But the sour mix over the course of several a day, six days out of that seven day cruise, I my my mouth and my tongue were shredded. Just, oh, they were done. So I had to take oh, a break man. from from sour stuff for a while after that. Yeah, I feel like the thing that killed me the most with sour was sour Skittles. Mm. I used to love those so much, and but they would just absolutely shred my mouth. Shredded. Every time, because I would eat, like, way too many, and then... Can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, and my just, like, top of my mouth would be just destroyed. 
Did you ever go into the bag after you were done and just like... Yeah, the, the that also would kill me, just powder. that shower yeah. sugar that straight up was like like citric acid oh, yeah. and like sugar... Like, yeah, always dump that. You can't leave that. That's look, that's gold. You know what actually <laughs> that's <would be> really, <laughs> really awesome is if you could get that and then use it to rim a glass of like a margarita or something... Rim a glass. Really good. Ooh, that's genius, actually. Damn. Wish I had some Skittles, <laughs> sour Skittle powder. Yeah. Or Did Sour Patch Kids. That would work, too. Yeah, those are nice. Um, now that I'm an adult, I eat. They're not really sour, but they're, uh, they're kind of sour little probiotic gummies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you do when you're 30. <laughs> I'm chasing that high of being, you know, like the Star Patch Kids as a kid, like yeah. the excitement of that. But now I'm doing it with uh, I don't my know. gut health in mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, Lauren loves the watermelon Sour Patch Kids. That oh, specifically are, that flavor. Yeah, well, they're like little watermelons. Have you seen those? Have you had oh, those? They're, they're really like good. Sour Patch yeah, like, watermelon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Instead of children. Yeah, instead of children, <laughs> Sour Patch children. <laughs> Hello, Sour Patch children. <laughs> I feel like that makes it so much creepier. <laughs> <laughs> you say children over kids. And <laughs> I love them, Sour Patch children. <laughs> I never think about what? it until I mentioned it. Now you're right. Cabbage Patch children. <laughs> you know, uh, something I, that I learned, and I didn't really understand it at that point, but was how different parts of your tongue like detect certain flavors or uh, but that, sensations because I feel like that I like all the beer books I've listened to has said that that's a lie. Is that debunked? Oh wow, that is a lie. They're like that taste map. Like that's what you're talking about, right? Like the well, tip no. of the tongue tastes this, and the sides taste that, and then I guess I should have said flavor as much as just uh no. I guess sour could kind of be a flavor. It also can be more of just like a. You mean the thing that was like sweet is tasted here, sour is tasted here, bitter here. Yeah, I guess like one of the five like f- flavor, uh, uh, what do you call them, like profiles or, mm-hmm. but or sen- uh, yeah, sensation. Like it was just the weirdest sensation with those. Like if like talking about the sour skittles, if you got that powder, if you put just like the tip of your tongue mm-hmm. like in the bag or like just got some right on the tip, it seemed to be more sour than if you. Kind get of it evenly distributed it like on your yeah, tongue. Yeah, and, and maybe that, just like pinpointing, and you get like more concentrated. Maybe. Yeah, because I mean, everything I've listened to about taste and stuff said that that model is not really based on. It's like pseudoscience that they did, but I mean, yeah, I wouldn't think it would be unfair to say that you have more concentrated Pseudo taste buds sense. certain areas. But I don't think it's only. Yeah. Like you taste this on this side and this. Oh, on the back. sure, yeah. So maybe it is just. You well, it probably could be just the concentration of taste buds in general. Very yeah. interesting concept, though, because that is yeah. That'd be I'd like to read more about that or or listen to some. I mean, um, to get like talk about it, not too sciency on it, but you think about smells, right? Mm-hmm. And all that smells are are just chemical, basically vaporized chemicals interacting with our nose and the olfactory nerves and neurons in there when they bind to those specific sensors they produce that smell response for us which is one extremely wild to think about from that aspect but taste it's like you can be like oh this is sour where there's such a common theme with those chemicals binding in a certain way to our tongue that's i feel like produces a lot less variation in flavor as there is in smell so that's probably why smell is so important 
Yeah, because yeah, even like when your smell and taste is inhibited by some kind of illness or sinus or, you know, you have a cold and you're stuffy, mm-hmm. um, I feel like you can more easy, easily detect if something's bitter, if it's sweet, if it's yeah. kind of like herbal, if it's strong, booze, like alcohol, you can still kind mm-hmm. of detect um, harshness and things like that, but the nuances of the flavor is harder. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where the I, smell, I think, kind of ties it all together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying. Like, and Thanksgiving, you know, like the food was still good and still tasted good. And then, but the beer that I had, like, the depth of character wasn't there. You know, it was like, okay, this tastes like this kind of beer, but I didn't really get any unique sensation. You know, like, oh, this beer tastes like this, and now I can expand on it. Like, I feel like the smell just adds such a depth of character. Yeah. The weird thing was, though, with this, like, nose thing is I can still get, like, some retronasal olfaction. So I think it's, like, somehow the getting to my, like, nasal receptors and things is, like, inhibited. But it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for it to come back. <laughs> like, I can smell things, but not, like, I can't, like, smell things, smell things. Yeah. Which, like you said, I mean, if you're, you know... Stomach's in turmoil. Kind of a nice time to have a lack of smell. But, I mean, I think I would uh, definitely go back to just having normal functionality and, and smell and taste. And and with that comes, you know, even the bad smells. But right now, like you said, it's kind of like a reset period almost of... Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of on, I guess, a slightly staggered schedule because I kind of got over you know, my, my sinus issues... Uh, you know, it was more a couple of weeks ago now, so I'm I'm breathing fine now. But I think that those senses are kind of struggling to resume normal function still. Um, but yeah, int- interesting concept for sure. So um, something maybe we could talk about at more. Yeah, more I mean, I like to research that a little further and see all that stuff. But, research, uh, baby. In the meantime, I mean, Elsie's not here with us, but that doesn't mean she didn't leave us with an Elsie's pick of the week. Taking over Elsie with the uh, air horn noises. But she left a, a beer in our beer fridge for us in a very tall koozie. So all I can see is just the top of that. Nip, Nick's uh, rinsing our glasses out. Let me give this beer a crack. We're going to have the sight advantage this week because I have to pour it, obviously. Ooh. Yeah, we got to make sure the glasses that we just used for tasting this seasick crocodile from Prairie Artisan Ales is... Not going to interfere. Got a pour here. Looks very nice. Nice frothy white head. Kind of a... I'm curious. I mean, looking at this beer, we'll start, I guess, with sight here first because now we can see it. It's a golden beer. Very clear. Uh, Nice white head dancing on the glass. You know what I really like looking at is like looking up at the bottom of the foam through the beer. I think that's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it has a. I mean, it's just very, very clean looking. I mean, it's got a slight dullness to it, but it's gold. Um, really bubbly white It Looks like it's going to be pretty persistent, kind of clingy to the glass. Yeah, um, I'm having a very hard time smelling anything off this one. Yeah, you know what? I'll let, I'll leave it to you. It's, it, it definitely smells mild, kind of a bit sweet. And not in this sweet, sugary sense, but um, I guess it could be a bit biscuity or um, 
just when I thought my smell was coming back. I can't smell yeah. anything on this at all. Granted, these glasses are, these little taster glasses we're using are very uh, kind of narrow sides and not really a big, uh, not, not really a, a night or a, I'm blanking opening. on right yeah, the, the opening is not um, concave, not concave, condensing. So, the, yeah. yeah. So we're not really able to pick up some of the kind of volatile aroma, but I think it's very soft and subtle anyway. Interesting. It almost smells kind of like... interesting. It almost smells like I'm getting some... This is... Vanilla or like creamy almost. Really? I don't know if that's... I don't know if it's my taste that's completely messed up, but tasting it, it's like a... It's very... It's bitter. That's what I'm picking bitter. up is bitterness. It's almost like a very bitter cream ale is what I'm getting right now. I'm going to go for a taste. My nose... I mean, I got really no taste at all. It's got... Leaving a nice lace on the glass. I really enjoy when a beer makes a nice lace. Got some good protein within it. Now, this is a good test. I think there's a style of beer. Like, there's like some bitter ales that... Now, but the colors throw me off, though. I'd expect it's it to It's so be... light and gold. It looks like a lager. And it kind of tastes like a lager, but it doesn't... It's The thing that it's thrown me off is it might be my smell and everything... It's missing like that clean, like bottom fermenting yeast now, flavor. It tastes like an ale, but I could be. Do you have the same? Wrong. And I have to like, suspended particles. Oh yeah, yours is more hazy from the so. bottom of the the can. Interesting. Maybe I'll add some of that to mine and see what happens. Yeah. Um, so it comes in a pint can, whatever it is here. Yeah, because I must smell like any hops, um, and and I hope that's not just because my smell is impaired, but. But it has a bitter mouthfeel. Oh, geez, yeah. Now mine is yeah, cloudy. Yeah, so, so there must have been suspended yeast on the bottom, because yeah. when I poured that in, it's like cloudy. Picking up, yeah, some bitterness. And I just can't place what it is. <coughs> now I'm choking on it. <laughs> hmm. What are your thoughts? Now, this would be very interesting if it turned out to be some kind of pale ale or IPA. That's um, That would just mean I think both of our senses of smells are severely diminished right now. Because I get no hop character at all in the nose. Yeah, I'm getting no hop character. But the mouthfeel <laughs> and like, the bit of flavor I'm getting is... It looks like a pale ale. Like... The suspended yeast in it is crazy. Yeah. Like it, it's a lasting like bitterness too. Like yeah, it's just like straight bitterness. back in the throat. And it's the weird thing is it's like bitterness without like strong flavor associated with it. You know, it's not like hot bitterness. It's another source of bitter. And I don't know. It's like it's very interesting. It's not vegetal. It's not like grassy. Mm. You know. Yeah, I'm just wondering because, like, I know there's some, like, English bitter ales. I just don't have a ton of experience drinking them. Um, so I'm wondering I if I don't it... even know if it's that, though. Because you think about, like, ESBs and stuff, like, those yeah. are extra special bitters. But I feel yeah. like they have more malt character than this. Yeah. I wish I could smell. I know. The, on the nose. It really does. Hopefully next week we'll have uh, restored function. <laughs> I thought I did because I could smell my coffee, but, yeah, I mean, that's I a bad example. Yeah, I smelled 
Like I said, I think I, I just I detect like stronger odors a lot better right now. Ooh. We, Do you want me to? I I've taken a peek and seen what it is. What's I'm, your? I'm guessing it, it, it probably is some kind of pale ale, and it's just the smell is just escaping me. I'd say you're correct. Okay. I'd say there's a specific source of the bitterness that we were missing. Hmm. That's not hop derived. But surprisingly, I'll give you a hint. It's surprisingly not spicy at all. What do you think? Well, that makes me think it'd be like a jalapeno pale ale. But oh, it is! It's the Birdsong Jalapeno Pale Ale. It is Birdsong Brewing. Now that contributes to the, now that burning sensation that I thought was like a bitterness are you, lingering. It's actually are you getting burnt? Like I'm not having any burning, but I'm. Yeah, like when I saw this, I was like, "Ah, that could be that pepper." Cause you know how jalapeno, like DC did jalapenos, have that. It's like a bitter, almost like gasoline-like flavor to them. Uh, but yeah, this. So, like, reading on the can, it says, "Is it spicy?" On the side of it, it says, uh, "Here, our jalapeno pale ale is in a class of its own. We start by brewing freewheel pale ale, and then add in a hefty dose of fresh-picked jalapeno peppers." With the seeds removed, so you can enjoy a subtle flavor and the aroma of green peppers without the heat. So that's what it is. It's that green pepper flavor, I think, that we're yep. missing on. It's interesting. It's cool that we were both. I don't know. I think that's cool that we're like. That's. I don't think this is a traditional hop bitterness, but we think it's some kind of ale. Yeah, because I think we would have easily picked up the smell. Because hops, I think, on aroma, they they have a distinct and strong smell that even with some impaired uh olfactory smell. senses yeah we would be able to pick up i mean even on flavor you'd get yeah. some flavor from that wow and this can is definitely a yeah. yeast laden bottom because i've this beer changed from crystal clear to completely hazy like yeah. as i poured out the rest of it what a transition mm-hmm. now I, I will say this actually could itself be uh a winter warmer <laughs> because <laughs> in the sense that it's you know that that kick of that heat from the pepper uh, did elsie know what was going on before it, what it actually happened we don't know wouldn't put it past her wouldn't put it past she's her. she's a mad genius even when she's not here she's still fooling us or trying her best to fool us mm-hmm. and you know i i don't know i guess i think if we were at 100 percent, the jalapeno or the pepper would have been i feel like it would very come, noticeable. it would be standout you know the jalapeno beers i've had before so thinking about the uh, Skullville, that Trollingwood, there was a brewery by us that cl- has since closed, but they brewed a, uh, a beer called Skullville. It was a jalapeno, which actually that Skullville brand lives on and is brewed by others at this point. Uh, but that beer was actually spicy, wasn't it? It was like yeah. hot. And you were like, wow, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had it in a while though, so I don't know if the recipes changed or anything or. Yeah, because now they're. Uh... Who's who's brewing them now? They've got. Uh, I, don't know. I heard word that it was duck rabbit. They're yeah, using duck rabbit that's, stuff. That's right. But I don't know. So they're yeah they're the Scoville. Now it's I guess branded as a its own a brewing company now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, no, I think my first jalapeno ale that I ever had years and years ago. Um, I was kind of just new into the craft beer scene, and I was a lot more peppery and hot than this one is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting 
Edrin flavor though for for an ale. Um, it's like a salad beer. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have this with uh, you know some spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah, it's a nice before the main course. course yeah. Garlic bread. Yeah. Ooh. Now weird concept here. Garlic bread beer. Now remember, local oak had that uh, that like breadsticks. Yeah, bread Italian sticks. kind of like pilsner or whatever. Yeah. So imagine they added garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Who's brewed with garlic here? Let's, I mean, we gotta find out. If you ever had a garlic flavored beer, reach out to us, please. And tell us what it is, because I, I want to find it if I can. Actually, just in general, reach out to us. I, I, it'd be cool to interact with some fans. You know, watching, my favorite thing I think about this is looking at the heat map of like places with where people have listened. Mm-hmm. And it's always so intriguing to me that like we have a good bit of of like of our listens coming from Brussels. Like there's a, a large red dot in uh, Brussels, Belgium. It's, it's great. We also have some in Dublin. Uh, we have some sporadic spots and near Dusseldorf, Germany and Frankfurt, but really Brussels is like the heavy spot in Europe. And then in the U S we're, we're primarily, you know, uh, East coast, but we're still hitting up some, you know, uh, south some of the southwest a little bit too we've got some well i guess the farthest we go is what dallas somebody outside of dallas texas and then some some kansas people but yeah. and then can't forget the crew in iowa but a little bit in virginia a little bit of it it's 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 cool to check that out so yeah i'm glad that we're reaching other places outside of our backyard mm-hmm yeah and it's just, it's fun. This is a, a fun thing. It's like a hobby, but a good time. This is fun. We're having fun. We're having so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, this has been interesting because we both are kind of on the mend from having some issues with taste and smell. Um, for, yeah. for all we know, it wasn't COVID related, just sinus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I tested. Cold, yeah. Uh, when I lost my smell, like we had gotten some at home tests and stuff and, yeah, that's your first thought. Yeah, especially now this when you think about year. losing yeah. uh, smell. You know, like your first thought is, oh, COVID. Yeah. Um, but no, negative. We were negative, and it's just some weird viral sinus thing because literally only sinus symptoms have I, like, I've had. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had an illness like this before because it's just been literally isolated to my sinuses. Yeah, just wreaking havoc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was for me. It was, yeah, just. Had trouble breathing through the nose. Just everything felt like, you know, pressure swollen. Yo, yeah, so much. It was weird though because it wasn't like, like snotty. You yeah. know, like it was just more like frustrating. Just straight up inflammation, yeah. like nonstop inflammation. I remember like the pressure felt like my eyes were gonna pop out of my head. So I was like, I'm gonna get some of that Sudafed. Sudafed. Yeah. All the uh, sinus relief medications you can get your hands on. Mm-hmm. And Give me some of this, a little bit of that. You know, it made me uh, realize how expensive, like, some OTC meds, over-the-counter meds are. Like, I haven't bought anything in years, and I, like, it's been a while since I've worked in, like, that pharmacy kind of setting, so, Mm -hmm. like, I was like, why why is it $10 for 20 capsules of, like, Mucinex, yeah. like, off-brand Mucinex. Like, it's like even... maybe, like, four or five days because of the dosage. Yeah, like, yes. yeah. So, it's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Then you go to Walmart, and it's like, 88 cents for 9,000 ibuprofen. 
So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just fortunate. I haven't had much issue with illness over my life, and so I don't often have anything yeah. in the house besides maybe some Tylenol and some Tums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and some probiotics, baby. Mm-hmm. Vitamins. Yep. But yeah, so I guess that kind of wraps us up here. Uh, so what'd you learn today, Nick? Well, I learned that uh, just when you think your senses are kind of there and you, you, you have a bit of confidence in your ability to smell and taste things, um, there is still a lot of variability in, in aroma and flavors mm-hmm. that, I, I mean, I, I'd be fascinated to watch you know some kind of program or, or read something about uh, you know just those olfactory senses and um, everything that goes into it because I mean from a neurological standpoint down to just you know the kind of bare bones basics of smell and taste I mean it's mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into it and something as simple as just having a you know a bit of a sinus infection or you know a cold or something can really set you back and I haven't had anything like this before, so... Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, but I, yeah it's frustrating, but it's, it's interesting because you, you detect things in a different way. And that's the thing, and I wonder, like, it makes me think, have I had a, a illness like this before, but just not realized it because I haven't been paying attention as much to the things that's... You know, like, now yeah. that I'm, like, drinking beer, like, the, like, I'm paying attention to the smells, and I notice that they're gone now, versus yeah. before may not have like been like, oh yeah, I can't really smell that that much, but it's fine. Yeah. Like maybe that maybe we've maybe we've really heightened our senses over the last year by putting such a <laughs> it's like how it feels chew five gum. <laughs> maybe he, that's what we need five, five gum. gum. Yeah, we need five gum. You need our hair follicles to stand straight up. How what did you learn today, Joe? How it choose to feel five gum. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret to. Uh, I learned that the secret to well being is five gum. <laughs> is anybody? Can you even get that? I'm sure you probably can. I uh, don't know if I've, I'm sure it's out there. I, I feel like it's something you're going to find only at a grocery store checkout lane. Mm. Like what? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where you find most gum. I mean, yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> the gum aisle. <laughs> Welcome to the gum aisle. Actually, you know, some places do have like I almost said restaurants, <laughs> not restaurants, <laughs> grocery stores have. Uh, yeah. Like oh, the like candy aisle, yeah. yeah, they'll have it and and stuff like you know buy that bulk candy. They have gum. Oh yeah, I've been chewing a lot of gum. I think mint is a strong flavor that helps coffee. A nice bold roasty coffee. Mm. Um, garlic and like cinnamon. Oh yeah, ginger, which is I think that's why I like the sisa crocodile. Was just the boldness of the the nutmeg and the ginger was easy for me to to pick up. So yeah, we'll get back though. Mm-hmm. I guess that you really learned was the five guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. all. That's all I've learned. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, I learned that it's it's interesting when you brew with a jalapeno, but don't include the seeds. Like it's oh, bitterness yeah. in a different profile, and it changes the way you think about a pale ale. I think it's great. Yeah, I'd love to try this beer again when I can smell. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll revisit it. That actually be interesting to see how how we detect the, the pepper. Yeah, I feel like we also just need to make a trip out to Charlotte and. Ooh, Dude. secondary fermentation slash East Carolina beer does West, West Carolina. West Carolina secondary fermentation becoming tertiary fermentation, <laughs> tertiation. All right, well, thanks for tuning in again. We are East Carolina Beer and Brewing. 
eastcarolinabeer.com, East Carolina Beer on Instagram and Facebook, and e- at East Beer on Twitter. And uh, feel free to reach out. Yeah, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Tell us we're dumb. Tell us we're smart. Yeah, just reach out. If you think we can we're take it. entertaining, let us know. If you know ways we could be more entertaining, also let us know. Uh, but uh, if you're listening, we appreciate it, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>